0: Welcome to How I Work, a show about the tactics used by the world's most successful people to get so much out of their day. I'm your host, Dr. Amantha Imbert. I'm an organisational psychologist, the founder of behavioural science consultancy Inventium, and I'm obsessed with finding ways to optimise my workday. This episode is another My Favourite Tip episode. The title is probably pretty self-explanatory. It's about my favourite tip from each of the interviews I conduct. So the extract I have for you today is from my chat with Paul Migliorini. Paul leads the Amazon Web Services business across Australia and New Zealand, a role that he's been in for the last four years. Prior to joining AWS, Paul held leadership roles in Asia and Australia with BT, Motorola, Regis and Ernest Young, and was most recently the CEO for Regis ANZ, and Regional Managing Director for South Asia at BT. So I love the full interview I had with Paul and learning all about how things are done at Amazon. But in this particular extract, we get into talking about why Amazon bans PowerPoint decks and what they do instead. So on that note, let's head to Paul to hear more about not using PowerPoint anymore. I want to come back to the six-page narrative, because I had heard that PowerPoints are banned. Uh, was that hard, by the way, because I imagine in your pre-Amazon or pre-AWS life, you would have created lots of PowerPoint documents. Lots of PowerPoint. What was that like? Yeah, getting, well, getting that up. In
1: actual fact, I used to be a management consultant, so I lived in PowerPoint for a long time, and so I, I, I thought I would struggle with it actually, um, but um, it became it, be, it, it took a long time, and it because it's not it's not a natural um, thing. A lot of people don't spend time writing long form documents in in any company, and so actually, it's a learned skill, and it just takes a bit of practice. And we, you know, so. We, we use long form narrative for most things. So, for instance, when we, when we do an interview, we'll write our notes up as long form narrative. We don't use bullet points. We just write them up as long form narrative. And so you just become very practiced at it. And so what I find is now it's just, it's, it's so useful. I just couldn't imagine operating without them now, actually, because, because of the level of rigor and depth you get to. And when you're writing one, what I find is I, I probably rewrite maybe six or seven of them a year a long form six pages. Um, and when you're writing them, it gives you exceptional clarity um, because you really have to, uh, it forces you to be quite rigorous and to think things through deeply. So both in terms of consuming it, in terms of getting people onto the same page and writing them, it's a really, really useful mechanism. And, and so I thought it'd be a lot harder than it was, to be frank, and uh, it wasn't at all.
0: I Like I imagine when you say narrative, it, I imagine something reading like a short story. Is Is that the right interpretation?
1: Yeah. Yeah, six-page, long-form narrative, full sentences.
0: No dot points. No dot points. Beginning, middle, and end, mm-hmm. with data woven in.
1: Black and white, um, you know, yeah. Wow. Mm. You can have lots of appendices, by the way, and so some people do. I, ne- I never do, uh, but some you see these documents <laughs> Cheating, that are so high. Lo- well, but you don't have to read them, and that's the rule. Um, and so, it, again, it's a forcing function. So people have them, but you don't, you're not expected to read them. So you need to write the document with a view that um, the appendices may not be read.
0: How long does it take to write one of
1: it, de- it kind of depends um it depends so like I, I sit down and write a you know a, a kind of a document that summarizes our ANZ business once a year and i take a lot of time on that because it you know i really go deep in every part of the business and think deeply about it so maybe that's you know 50 or 60 hours of my time to write that equally i've written docs that i can do you know in an afternoon in in three or four hours um, that aren't perhaps as deep or kind of analytical as the, the broader docs, So it just kind of depends. You just get very good at writing them. Some of them are quick to write. Um, others take a, a lot longer.
0: Are you taught how to write? Because I, I feel like the the ability to write and particularly the ability to write prose is mm. a lost skill. Does Amazon give you training? We do have
1: narrative writing courses. And so um, it's totally optional. So if people want coaching on it, you can get you can get coaching. And, and there's what we, what you do find to your point is there's a bunch of people who are just really good at it, and they invariably become coaches to everyone else as well. I'm not one of those people. So
0: how did you get better at it? I assume that you've improved at it during your yeah, time it's, here. It's just
1: practice and conditioning. You just get good at it. You consume a lot of them. You know, you write a lot of them. You just mm. get good at it. Mm. I think moderately competent. I would describe probably not good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm just I'm fascinated yeah. by that. I feel like there'd be, you know, people listening to this going, oh, do away with PowerPoints. But then I feel like with the amount of time and rigour that's going into a six-page narrative, and I assume that they don't have to be six pages, but that's just the limit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's right. And I assume that there are like font size guidelines, so totally. you're not just going eight point font totally. to cram T- in yeah.
1: ten point font minimum. There's there's hard rules around uh, margin sizes and line spacing, the whole lot. Because you know you, you can imagine every trick in the book has been tried.
0: Absolutely, but, yeah.
1: You know that this, this notion of a forcing function is an interesting one. That the, the idea that it's a fixed six pages is really useful as well because. You know, I know that um, Andy writes a six-pager on AWS each year for for Jeff. And I sit there and go, you know, golly, how would you, you know, fit an entire business into six pages? And, you know, when I struggle to do the ANZ business, and I know Edwin, who who runs our APAC business, does the same. And it's a super um, forcing function. Because it does um, force you to synthesize um, your messaging into a coherent six-page narrative. You can't just waffle on forever, and you've got to get to the important points, and you've got to you've got to make it um, you know constructive and, and and really focused. And so that becomes um, useful as well.
0: I imagine it must be a, a beautiful time-saving device because I feel like like that much thought does not go into PowerPoint decks, and there's often a lot of unnecessary totally waffle. Yeah, whereas this, it's all. It's all there. Mm-hmm. And I want to pick back up on what you said about how within the meeting is when people will actually read the narrative, is that right? Yeah, so there's kind correct. of time blocked out for reading. Yeah, yeah. normally
1: what happens is you, you take um you read in silence for the first fifteen to twenty minutes of the meeting. And everyone reads in silence. And again, there's, there's a there's a bunch of protocols around that. Um and what are they? We just complete silence. Um, because people are, you know, focused on it and concentrating um on their docs. So, you know, just being respectful around those is important so it's it's quite funny like it's really it feels very unnatural when you first join that everyone sits down and you know hi how are you and let's read a doc and you sit there in silence for 20 minutes and read a doc um it's i, I find it super useful because you do get the situation where um often what happens particularly with powerpoint is you get people that are just wonderful communicators and can communicate really well um and present really well often um that can you know cover a lot of sins um and, and the reverse is also true. You get people that are poor communicators, uh, who can't get a point across well, but actually what they're saying is really important. And, um, and that's kind of, I think that's, potentially very risky in a lot of companies. What you what you want to do is get the right message, and because you've got time to construct it well in a narrative, typically what happens, and it's not always the case, you know, invariably if you get a poorly written narrative, um, you know, you don't get a great quality outcome. But when it's well written, getting everyone to the same page with the same data set at the end of that 20 minutes is really powerful. Because the other thing that happens with PowerPoint um, is you'll have someone who has, say, an hour, and they'll spend 45 minutes of that hour presenting uh, a pack, and and you you've got a bunch of questions for each of each of the pages, so you can stop and ask questions. And often you don't get to a, a really clean endpoint because you're debating different things, and it leaves a lot to interpretation. So I often find that you just don't get as cleaner an outcome, which means you it actually takes a lot longer because you're revving through things a lot more. That doesn't Absolutely. seem to happen as much.
0: Yeah, I, I do like the fact that it, it really takes out a lot of the biases that. You know, yeah. if you've got the gift of the gab, mm-hmm. you can sell most things through a PowerPoint deck mm-hmm. um, and the reverse is true. But also I like the fact that the, the ratios of consuming information versus talking about the information is, is, is really different yeah. here mm-hmm. because you're not just like in passive mode listening to a PowerPoint presentation, right. you're actively reading and processing something. Yeah. Yeah. That must make for a very different quality of discussion. I
1: think so. Yeah, invariably it does
0: hello there that is it for today's episode i hope you found it useful and maybe if you know someone who is feeling a little bit deaf by powerpoint you might want to share this episode with them. They might find it interesting and get some new ideas from it. Um, And if you're enjoying how I work, why not leave a review? It is like the most awesome thing, getting feedback from listeners. I love it and thank you hugely to the hundreds of people who have left reviews. It is so appreciated. So that is it for today's show and I will see you next time.